0: Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Thank you for taking some time here to join us, uh, Sean. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, not at oh, all, man. No, man. no worries. I'm just around the house, just doing odds and ends anyway. So it's kind of uh, anytime that worked for you it was good for me. So um, how's uh, how's your world right now with COVID and everything? You must be like me, dying for it to be over and fucking get on with <laughs> normal everyday life. Yeah, I mean, it is over. I mean, I don't know anyone that says it isn't over. It's
1: crazy, as far as I'm concerned. Like, right? I mean, Canada. I don't know. I mean, it's just unbelievable how how they fucked this
0: thing up. It's wild. It, it's insane, man. Like they just a couple of days ago announced that you know we're now allowed to outside, like at a park or whatever, we can meet up with like ten people. Like, you want to go see a fucking rock show, dude? That's not happening.
1: But. Like what changed between a month ago, like 10 people. I mean, do they don't even have the vaccine. So I don't even understand what they're it's basing right, anything. They have the
0: vaccine and that there's going to be, I think that uh, that a prime minister had said like something like a million vaccines are going to be delivered weekly for the next 10 weeks or something. 12. Right. Right. It was coming. It's, still, it's coming. It's coming around. But anyway, um, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm curious. What's your first hockey memory?
1: Um, man, first hockey memory, I think, uh, (sighs) funny, funny, uh, I think I've told this story before, but like when I was younger, the first, first NHL game that I ever saw was, uh, I saw an exhibition game the Quebec Nordiques played the played, uh, I'm not sure who they played, but the game was in Kitchener, Ontario at the Kitchener auditorium. And first NHL player I ever saw, I waited by the bus after the game with my dad and I, I Owen Nolan came was, was walking out. Um, the reason we were there, my dad played for the coach at the time was this guy by the name of Dave Chambers, um, and hockey cards were big back then. So I knew I knew who Owen Nolan was, and I walked up to him to get a, an autograph, and he he kind of looked at me, and I can still like remember it clear as day. He was like, "Yeah," he he, he looked at, he looked down at me, and kind of put his hand up and said, fuck off, kid, not today. Like, he must have had, like, a shitty, it was exhibition, you know, who knows, he was probably hungover or uh, just, not, just disinterested. And that was kind of the first memory that I had of, like, seeing an NHL player in person. Um, and it was funny, I think 10 years later, it's probably 10 or 11 years later, I played against him, and we lined up on a face-off, and I told him that story, and we, we had a pretty good laugh about it.
0: Yeah, that's great. Great first memory. And how old are you when you realize, like, maybe I can go pro. I can go all the way.
1: I think when I was probably 13 or 14, I probably made the decision that that was the only thing I, w- I was going to do. Mm. Um, I don't think in my mind I, I, I was thinking I have what it takes. I think I had just more the mentality of, like, I was going to play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of took, you know, I, I look back on it and say, I should have done some things differently. Like I basically stopped any interest I had in school whatsoever and only thought and focused about hockey. But yeah, I, I think I, I made the decision more than I realized I could do it, which mm-hmm. I think are kind of two different
0: things. Oh, two two completely different things, of course. Yeah. And, and playing with the, the red wings and the Kings, the stars, the Rangers. Um, Which team was your favorite to play on? Uh,
1: I think it's definitely New York, but also Detroit was pretty special because one, that that team in 2002, I think was probably maybe the best NHL team ever assembled, just from a pure talent standpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, 12 or 13 Hall of Famers, guys like you know, Dominic Hasek, like interesting guys that, that, uh, yeah, that, that was a hell of a team. And then I was so young to be introduced to the league in that fashion, just from the pace of practices and, and how the guys dressed and and how they talked and, and everything, it was pretty special. And then obviously I think when I got to New York, that was sort of what felt home from a, from a playing standpoint, um. I think my style kind of meshed with the fans of New York and and so yeah I think I'd say it was a
0: toss-up between those two cities and just playing in the rink in New York must have been just like electric every time man
1: yeah I mean that's you know before they did the renovation I think it was it was definitely the best arena and in the league um I think now I think now it's still you know it's Madison Square Garden I think like, even on a Monday night at MSG you walk in that place and you can feel it has a special vibe to it that's for sure
0: yeah yeah uh, Sean I'm getting ready to talk to you this morning and and I realized that you had over 1500 penalty minutes w- really I didn't know that what's the most memorable 10 minutes for you
1: oh boy yeah um... Man, I think there was a game in Chicago where uh, at the end of... uh, It was sort of at the end of a shift. I got into a scrum with Bob Probert and I kind of took a shot at him, like a a cheap shot that I shouldn't have. And I remember going to the penalty box and thinking, like, I wish I could just stay here for the rest of the game and not have to come back out of there. Because I knew, like, I saw his eyes kind of blaze over and I I, I thought he was going to kill me. So at that point I was thinking if I, if I could just stay in the box the whole game, I wouldn't have to come back out. That's probably the one time where I, I can really remember sitting in there pondering life.
0: Yeah. The longest two minutes of your life. Sean, when I mentioned that you were going to be a a guest of the podcast, of course, there's a ton of uh, uh, podcast followers that would love to ask you some questions as well. So I grabbed a a few of the the best ones. Uh, I think this is interesting because I want to know as as well. Brandon wants to know, what are the best and worst locker room pranks that you were involved in?
1: Uh, Man, I wasn't much of a prankster, but there was always one guy on on each team. Now, we used to do these things on the road called leaners, which is... uh, You'd fill a garbage pail up with uh, like a hotel garbage pail up with water, hot water, and you would take it and you would lean it on the outside of somebody's door and you would do the whole like <laughs> knock on the door. And when they open the door, it would it would lean into their room and it would soak the whole front of their their landing. That was always like sort of a, a classic one that I that I kind of thought was I enjoyed it. I didn't yeah. like the ones when guys, you know, you get your, your laces cut shit like that. That was always, uh, I, I didn't like ones where guys would, sometimes guys would cut guys sticks. So they'd go out and they'd take a shot and like fall over. Cause the stick was already cut in half.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's just annoying.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. The, the leaners were always good ones.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brad wants to know, what do you think about the no fans in the stands, the fake crowd noise?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I, think just in general, it's got to be pretty tough to play with no fans. I, I think uh, I didn't know that they were pumping it into the arenas. Is, is that uh, I because I, I, I've only seen it on TV, so I thought they were doing it through the TV. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think in general, the whole no fans thing is tough. Like I kind of commend these guys that they've been able to to play through it with some sort of intensity i think it's been i don't think it's an easy
0: thing to do for sure yeah no i know it must be weird for them as well because obviously the crowd kind of gets you fired up right if you get that great goal or like you know a great save or or one of those you know it's just it's just a it's just weird
1: yeah no crowds are are sometimes like the you know your seventh man or sixth man like uh yeah they can win games and lose games for teams but um
0: yeah it's got to be weird. Hopefully it doesn't last much longer. Yeah. Well I know that some US teams are letting some fans in now but Rob goes um a oh, man I dis disliked his antics but ask him about how he feels about a rule being named after him and what did the NHL say to him about what he did to distract Broder.
1: So yeah they they never said anything to me actually. They um
0: Oh I lost your video there. There you go.
1: Uh, they um I woke up I went to bed that night after it happened, and I woke up in the morning and they had just kind of announced the uh the rule, mm. which I think looking back on it or even at the time it wasn't even really legal. they weren't allowed to do that you had to go to the board of governors meeting um to uh to get approval to do it, and they hadn't done that, so uh I think that was kind of it was more shocking than anything. Like literally I, we went to bed, I went to bed that night and woke up in the morning and they had already sent out a press release saying that there was this new rule. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely, uh, I mean, I've got a rule named after me, you know, it's pretty. I, awesome. I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if it's still there, or if they still refer to it as the Avery rule, but um, even if they change the name, I think we all know where, the origin of it
0: for sure yeah that ain't going away uh this feels like a loaded question sarah wants to know what's your best tortorella story tortorella story
1: i, I always <clears throat> tell people like the way so tortorella can't skate he, he can't like um he can't skate or pass or he definitely can't do both at the same time so sometimes uh there's a there's a drill a warm-up drill that that uh teams do coaches are are on like a on the dot outside the blue line and you, you, everyone just kind of skates around. You pass to the coaches, coaches pass it back to you. You go in, you take a shot on the goalie. So anytime Tortorella was doing that, um, I would just lean into it, fire like a hard zinger of a pass to him. And he, it was everything he could do to, to just take the pass and stay on his feet and then make the pass back to me. It was kind of like an ongoing joke that we that, that everyone knew like they'd stop and watch like what kind of pass I was going to give him. Um but yeah, he he was one of I've had a few coaches that couldn't actually play hockey which I, I think is sort of uh odd. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's odd, definitely. Yeah, That's for sure.
0: You know, uh when Torts was a uh, a coach here in Vancouver, he he was uh he was fun, man. He was fun to, to watch the press conferences and just uh, just the way he held himself was not like a regular coach. I don't know if that's yeah. just if that's just like what? a bystander's view of that or. Yeah, I forgot he coached in Vancouver. Was that it wasn't very long, like maybe a couple, two, three seasons. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so
1: that was yeah. I always had fun with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, Derek wants to know. He goes, "Hey, ask Buddy what happened a few weeks back. Out for a jog, smashed off some guy's car mirror. I saw that on TMZ. What What happened there?"
1: Yeah, I don't know. Some guy just drove into my arm, and and you know, yeah. I've got I've got these big. I still have pretty big forearms. They're they're really not that big, but I think, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. That was a uh, that was uh, you know, I'm a I'm an avid runner now, so. Um, you get out on the streets in, in Hollywood. I don't even know if you call them streets, but they're they're tight and they're windy. So you got to keep your head up, keep your head on a swivel.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Huh? Um, Graham wants to know how did he end up getting a role in Tenant? Um,
1: Tenant was just just the standard traditional audition process. Um, mm. Agent, my agent sent me uh, an audition. I got the sides. Um, I think uh, it was funny. I, I originally auditioned and I think six or seven months went by and I hadn't heard anything. So I, was, I just assumed I assumed I, I never assume anything. I try and just forget about it. But then uh, then I got a call back saying uh, they just they want you to read again. Um, audition for it again which I did. And then I ended up getting the part, but, um, yeah, what's it's interesting about those movies for those big movies. Like normally you don't get the actual sides. They give you dummy sides. So they just give you a side, like audition sides from some other movie. So you don't even really know what you're auditioning for Mm. um, because they keep the script quiet and secret and that whole thing. So, but yeah, that, that was just a traditional you know, normal run of the mill audition that turned out to be something that was pretty cool. Mm
0: -hmm. That's interesting. Is that something you think you might uh, maybe travel down that road a little bit more in the future or.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I just finished uh, doing a movie last week. Um, Yeah. I'm like a working actor. Like that's, that's that's really, that's really the only thing that I'm focusing on right now. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you're you're working as long as you're i mean i guess i'm i guess i'm an unemployed actor today and tomorrow hopefully i'm an employed actor but no that that's really
0: taken up the most of my time Oh, that's great man that's a very cool bounce uh bounce from uh pro sports that's awesome yeah yeah um trevor wants to know he goes ask him what he thinks about hockey culture in general trust me he'll have a lot to say
1: i mean i you know i think that's kind of like a I think the culture of the game, you know, it's tough. Like I, I don't know because I'm not really around it. You know, I, my, my, I, what I get from the game is the same as everyone gets now from a fan standpoint. Like I, I don't. Uh, uh, I have friend all, all my friends that that I still have relationships with now are either running teams or, or you know, working for teams. So, I mean, I think the culture is. I, I don't know. I think it's sort of bland. I don't really know what the culture is. I, I think it's much different from when I played. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't I wish I could give a more exciting answer, but I think it's sort of
0: a little bit boring, really. Yeah. Do you think that they're gonna get rid of fighting completely?
1: I, I don't think that they'll ever be able to do that. I, I think that uh I think it's uh, that that would be like I don't know taking away the free throw. I mean, I I I, I think it's I think it's impossible to take it away. I, I I don't think there's any upside to to taking it away. I think it would just it would increase you know dangerous situations in another form. Um, and and it doesn't really even happen that much now anyway. So I don't no. think it's something that that I, I don't think that they'll take it away now
0: no i mean it's not as much as part of the game as when you were playing especially i mean you go back in the 80s and shit where there was enforcers and like you don't fucking touch gretzky because you know you're gonna you're gonna get it or whatever right there's not much much of that anymore but uh here's another loaded question and 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 i laughed when i saw this video you posted a couple three weeks back maybe uh marty goes what does he think of tyson berry that video you posted dude was hilarious Tyson Berry.
1: Oh God, I don't even know what did I say about Tyson oh, Berry. Just
0: how much of a, how, what a piece of shit he was. Like that he can't play hockey. Uh, fuck, I wish I remember the exact quotes you were saying. Some of it was like just laugh out loud hilarious, dude.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think he was. I actually don't even really know him really much as a player. I know that he played for the Leafs. I don't even know. He, he who does he plays for Vegas now or Colorado uh, Vegas One I of think those so. two, Vegas yeah maybe uh yeah I you know listen I think what people have a tough time understanding sometimes is my sense of humor like I'm not necessarily as 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 vested in in the topics that it may seem to be so Tyson Berry was, was maybe the punchline that day, but he was the
0: hitman that night, exactly. Right? Yeah, I, yeah I, you, I could, don't... you could tell that the video was very. You're watching the game, and you're like, fuck, I can't believe this guy. This is the quality, this is the caliber of player that really, like, I think that right. was kind of what it was. But yeah, uh, Craig wants to know, he goes, Doesn't he have the fastest goal scored by a Ranger on home ice, like 10 seconds or something? Does that still stand?
1: Uh... I don't know if it still stands, but I think it was at some point. It was at one point. Yeah. The fastest goal, uh, at home, uh, at home. I don't think ever by, by yeah, Ranger, on, home I, on, yeah. on home ice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. I,
1: I think it's still there.
0: Yeah. Uh, short season Mike goes, uh, super early to call, but who do you like to take the cup this year?
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'm a Leafs fan since I was 12 years old. I, I keep, uh, I keep thinking it might be a mirage, but I don't know. I, I feel like they might be the real deal. Like uh, they, they're starting to play hard and in tougher games. And you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Clearly, it is too early. I do think the Leafs have a shot. I really do. I think uh, they're starting to mature into like a real team, and those guys are getting to starting to understand what it takes to win. I think adding a guy like Thornton was a smart move. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I'd love to see the Leafs win. I, I you know, it's been, uh, I just for the fans in Toronto who have been tortured by them for a long time. I think that'd be pretty, pretty
0: amazing. <laughs> no kidding. You know, I, I uh, recently had, you know, Eddie lack Eddie lack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had Eddie on maybe about a couple three weeks back. Um, and he'd said the same thing that, you know, he's like, as much as I don't want to say it, Toronto looks so good that, you know, even then, like that's just three, three weeks, a month back. He was yeah. calling it then just like, it's just the team, something about that team this year. They're just shining. Yeah. So Yeah. I
1: think it's just timing and like, you know, I, I don't know. I think a couple of pieces they put to the into the puzzle. I think they got a, I think they got a good shot for sure.
0: Yeah yeah sean love to get outside of hockey just for a little bit with you and kind of get to know you a little bit more um what was the music in the avery house as a kid growing up what are your what are your parents playing
1: uh a lot of canadian bands like lighthouse and the guess who and uh the band um yeah i remember a a lot of a lot of lighthouse that was a that was a big one um yeah
0: like the, the classic canadiana did you get into like the trooper and Chilliwack and all that too or
1: uh no i think they kept it kept, My my dad was a big uh and then maybe you know as i started getting older like blue rodeo and and uh but no early on it was like i have vivid memories of a lot of lighthouse a lot of lighthouse some gordon lightfoot maybe mixed in okay. yeah
0: yeah, yeah, and what was your first concert?
1: My first concert was a Blue Rodeo concert in uh, in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. I think uh, nineteen ninety four. I believe. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they're always yeah. really good uh, band. Like even present day, these guys are really impressive live. They're they're one of those bands that uh, you know they pop around. It's different guys singing songs. It's not just one lead singer.
1: Yeah, no, Blue Rodeo is a great. A great, solid, solid show. Like, I don't think you're gonna get a bad Blue Rodeo set from those no. guys. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, they get, few getting getting older now, but back then they were still, yeah. Ninety four. I, I definitely think, uh, yeah, it was a fun show.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. What What have you been binge watching over the last little while? What are the shows you can't get enough of?
1: Um, I watched The Servant on uh, Apple. This is uh, M Night Shyamalan show. It's pretty good. Second season's a little slowed down a little bit. Um, uh, some good movies. The Sound of Metal. This uh, Darius Martyr movie It's on uh, Amazon with. Um, uh, yeah, it's really good. Really good. That's 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 a good one for people to
0: watch. That's that's uh, not a documentary, is it?
1: No, no. It's a feature with um, uh, uh, the, the, the with the supporting actor, this guy, Paul Racy. He just got nominated. He's like uh, 80 years old. He's kind of been a journeyman actor for a long time. It's a really good movie. Yeah, Sound of Metal.
0: Mm. Did you get into the uh, superhero movies, X Men, Wonder Woman, and all that?
1: No, I started on uh, WandaVision. I just
0: couldn't. Uh, <laughs> it didn't 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 bite with me yeah the wandavision uh you know i'm a, I'm a pretty big comic book fan i've always kind of gotten into that world but even for me as a big fan of uh that genre it took a it took a few episodes to kind of get into the wandavision but it's good yeah. that. if you give it a few episodes it's pretty good it changes completely from the first episode it's not even remotely what it is by midpoint right Completely right. different. yeah right yeah yeah. Uh, Sean, man, thank you again for, for doing this. I want to respect your time. I've got two more questions for you. Of course. Um, have you ever had a near death experience? Not, not where you're like, you know, floating over your body more like, Holy crap. I could have died there.
1: Uh, yeah. Like in Detroit uh, we were, I'm not sure where we were flying to, but uh, the Red Wings at that point were one of the few teams that had their own plane and uh one of the engines went went out and we had to have an emergency landing in cleveland um i think that was the only time i've been in a situation where i thought like yeah maybe we could this could be it um only time i've ever had an issue on a plane or anything like that uh yeah but i, I mean i think at that point i was so young and like I guess I, I didn't really have much to fear, so I wasn't that scared for some reason.
0: I don't know. Yeah. You know, funny, a lot of people have that same sort of feeling at one point in, the, in their life in a plane. Like, I've had the same thing flying from Vancouver over to, to Calgary, which is not, not a very long flight, maybe an hour. Right. And same sort of thing. Like, you know, if, the, if it drops, the turbulence drop, and, y- you know, you're, you're falling in the sky like 100 meters, if you're not strapped in, you're hitting the... You know, right. where, you're, where you're putting your luggage kind of shit right 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 yeah yeah uh let me let me wrap it up with uh probably the toughest one only because you've probably had a ton of them what's can you nail it down to one thing a, a career highlight
1: um man uh yeah i mean i I, you know, I think it was, I think it was probably my first NHL game. I mean, I think it's always tough to beat that. Right. I think it's a a moment where, you know, you're never going to forget that feeling, like uh, winning games and scoring goals, and that stuff can be replicated to a certain extent. But playing your first NHL game, it's 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 one and it's the only one. It's the only one. Right? Yeah. And,
0: and which team was that?
1: It was on Detroit. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think that's probably, it's probably, it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling for any kid, every kid that ever gets to feel it. It's a pretty special feeling. That's for sure. I, I bet. Definitely. What,
0: what was the biggest change of, you know, going from the minors up to the majors? What would, what, what would you're like, man, this is, is it, was it the speed? Was it just the game sense? What was the biggest change?
1: I think the, just the, the, the the level of passing and how accurate the passing is Um, primarily in practice. I think that's the big difference. Um, NHL players are great passers. You know, they just make, make good, good hard passes and it, it actually makes the game easier. It doesn't make it more difficult. It makes it easier. So um, yeah, that, that, that was one thing that I
0: remember for sure Uh, everybody can pass definitely (laughs) right on Sean thank you again man um, for doing this you're easy to find online I'm Sean Avery on both Instagram and Twitter yeah Um, I guess uh, we'll see you online thanks again man I appreciate this thanks again thanks Todd the Toddcast podcast on toddhancock.ca